I'd like to welcome to the show the co-directors of the film Fishbowl, Alexia and Steven. I was going to try to say your last name, but I didn't want to butcher it, so I was going to let you try and say it, and I was going to try to say it back to you guys. <laughs> Kinnegopoulos. Should it be the other way around? Kinnegopoulos. <laughs> um, Kine- okay, all right. I like. It. I was just like, okay, this is, this is I, I like the name. I, I just think it's different, and I'm just like, you know, sometimes I try to pronounce it, and then I YouTube it, and I'm like, all right. So, but I couldn't find anything on YouTube to like repeatedly play in my ear for the last 15 minutes before I talk to you guys. But uh, all right, enough of, <laughs> enough about the last name here. I wanted to talk to you before we dive into the film. I've got a question I like to ask. What is the first film you guys remember seeing in theater? Oh wow, that's such a good. Question. Oh my god! Hey mom. <laughs> What was my first movie? <laughs> <laughs> the Meatloaf. No, oh. <laughs> no um, oh, yeah, um, oh man. I, I know mine. Rated R What was yours, Alexa? Mine. Okay, the first movie I remember seeing in theaters was She's All That. Ready, Prince Junior. That's a- <laughs> classic. I love it. I love it. That is why I'm a filmmaker. Great movie. It's a fun movie. It really is. <laughs> you, you guys, can you remember yours? I can't remember. It's so bad. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Hey, this is killing me. <laughs> Richard, what was yours? My the first movie yeah, I remember yours? seeing is Philadelphia, which you know with Tom Hanks and oh Denzel God. Washington. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. Great movie. Yeah, which is very. I was a very young age and didn't quite understand the concept of the film, but yeah, I mean, it's it's nonetheless, it was a great film. It's what also made me fall in love with movies as well. So, all right, wow, that's amazing. All right, transitioning over. Okay, so you guys directed Fishbowl, which is about a small town filled with secrets. Three sisters are forced to cling to each other as they cope with the loss, and a father who's growing increasingly obsessed with the rapture he thinks is coming. What is the inspiration behind this idea? Well, the film started from a photo shoot um, I was doing, and Steve came along, and um, our buddy Levi, who um, was our director of photography, and so it started from the inspiration of a photo shoot with these three um, schoolgirls that had a secret, and it was a stormy day, and um, it just kind of inspired this interesting story that's like loosely based off of some of the things that we struggled with when we were growing up kind of just knowing your identity knowing you know how to go about uh your religious beliefs all that stuff so um yeah steven steven uh got in there and wrote wrote his heart out yeah and when we were shooting on the way back i mean we were shooting film and i remember on the car ride back i was like well what are we going to cut this to just music so in the car for the one minute drive from the location back to our house, <laughs> we just wrote, we literally just wrote a monologue. And within that, that monologue still from that photo shoot day has made it into the final film. Cause once we edited it, we were like, we should just add 89 more minutes to this. And then that's what we did. <laughs> Exactly. I I mean, that's how that's how film is, right? He starts off with a little small taste, and and the rest is history. So I love it. Um, The one thing that I 
Exactly. Exactly. The one thing that I really enjoyed about the film was kind of intertwining with the struggle of Rick. Um, you know, I, the focus is a little bit on these girls, but at the same time, Rick is struggling. And it's the emotion, the emotional connection you feel with Rick, I think, was very important because it's like you like him. But then at the same time, some of his actions, you feel empathetic towards him. Was that the goal? Because, again, he's not exactly the grandest of guys throughout the film. But at the same time, I felt a connection with him because of everything that he had to do. Good. good. Yeah. I mean, in order to- yeah. Good. Sorry, Steve. Yeah. Um. I think it's important, not that Rick is the villain, right? but I think when you have the opposed, it, it's important to kind of feel for him and or at least see his point of view. Like Santa, for example. <laughs> like, you know, villain, but you see his point. You, but may, you may not agree with it, but you see the point. And I think here, it was important to also... His opening thing is picking up a do- you know a dead dog, and you're kind of like, well, I guess that's kind of sweet, but weird, like removing it. And then he returns it and asks for money, and right off the bat, you judge him just like the town that he's in. Right. But then you see in the next shot that his house is you know foreclosing, so then he's justified doing whatever he can to provide for the. So it's, it's little things like that where I feel like if right off the bat you don't connect with them you're not gonna we felt like you're not gonna feel for him later on you know yeah i think his character has to be empathetic i think that you might not agree with his decisions but in order to connect with that character i mean he's just a very human humanly flawed character like a lot of us are like he has good intentions but the way that he goes about things um is maybe a little bit questionable. And I think that's just, like, really human. You know, like, we are flawed um, characters. So kind of just, like, someone in a time of struggle really might not make the best decisions, but they're just doing everything they can to kind of make it work, you know? So I think that was really important to have um, for um, people to necessarily not agree with him, but to understand maybe uh, why he's doing this. Yeah, because if you don't feel that emotional connection to him, like you said at the beginning of the film, you really don't appreciate the idea that, you know, it's really just a father hustling to put a, you know, keep a roof over his daughter's heads. And no matter how he's going about doing it, sometimes you have to go about things uncharacteristically to, you know, provide for your family. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great way of putting it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so speaking of Rick, the casting of Rick Kane, that to me was very pivotal. I thought he was fantastic throughout this entire film. Take us behind the casting there. Uh, we love Rick. Uh, he's incredibly talented. Um, he was a family friend, and Stephen had worked with him before, and we were kind of just like blown away by his depth and just how um, he took on that character. And we had even really used him for uh, the photo shoot, so kind of just... Uh, we used Rick and Belle for the photo shoot, so it was kind of just set up naturally, and he was um, so down. So I think he really helped shape his own character, which was really cool, because he kind of had been a part of the project from, from the beginning. You guys co-directed the film together. Is this something that was planned from the beginning, or something that kind of came about throughout? You know, it's interesting you say that, because... You know, Lex was primarily doing photography, I think, prior. We did, like, two music videos together, but, you know, I was directing, like, 
commercials and things like that, I think Fishbowl solidified us into what we are now, just business partners and co-directors, and we're doing music videos now together. I think before then it was just one or two times, but um, I mean, now we're a team, and yeah, I forgot what the question was, but should I keep talking? <laughs> <laughs> just the, the idea behind you guys. <laughs> Yeah, and and the other thing that I want to point out as well is is moving on to the cinematography, um, the color palette. I'm a I'm a strong person. I love a beautiful color palette of a film, and this film had this very, um, it was a very like a low key bright film, even with its dark undertone, which I thought was an interesting mix. Obviously, we're you know we're in the mix of him thinking about there's a rapture coming, but at the same time we have these very soft, colorful colors that kind of make it warm and welcoming. Was there a strategic behind that? Yeah, oh, my yeah. sister is a wizard with color. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, yeah, that is extremely strategic. Uh, usually on every project we do, even music videos, um, we're picking out almost every outfit because I just think it's such a fun way to um, do more visual storytelling. That's not just like through dialogue. So the point was to kind of um, give it a utopian daydream feel because it's like uh, a very calming presence like the color the pastels and um the vibe that is coming from the costume design but then you're in this uncomfortable suspenseful um situation so then when you do see colors that are red or um green or very um aggressive it's for a reason so story visual storytelling is really important to Stephen and i and it's kind of just really a fun way to make people feel a certain mood without them really knowing it's kind of just like subconscious so that's like definitely one of my favorite parts of filmmaking another thing that kind of that, that was to note for me was there wasn't really a score to the film we had some soundtrack to the film a little bit here and there but was this also, that's another question I have for you, was this strategic in a way? Because sometimes, you know, a score can be, define a film, but for me, it, it's it's not always cut and dry about whether a score can elevate a film or not. So your utilization of not utilizing it, was that a strategic? And, and what's the idea behind that as well? Yes. So we do have, like, you know, music on later. However, George Pelicanos has been kind of a mentor to Alexa and I, and in his shows, and as he's, like, mentored us, the one thing, you know, he said, not one thing, he said a lot of things that, you know, <laughs> I will, we will enforce and, like, have learned from, but one thing he says is that there's not music following you everywhere you go, and that music should be practical in the sense of if you're in a car, you can have it on the radio. If it's TV, you can have it there, because... Real life, and I feel like this is a silent film, so it's. Uh, I feel like it helps add to that. So when you do hear music, it it sets up a whole different vibe, and it's meaningful it's really, and more impactful. Oh, I was just gonna say, yeah, when there is music, it's like very intentional. Absolutely, I, I exactly. I love something like that because again, I'm just trying to pick you guys' brain when it comes to stuff like that. Um, for me, I got two questions. One's a, one's going to be a fun one. And I'll ask that one in a minute. But the first one is, what is the message that you want to come across with this film? Whenever somebody leaves seeing it, interesting. Um, I think what we want 
someone to think about. I don't know if there's a specific message. It's more about thinking, reflecting on maybe your own um, identity and just like the decisions that we make for ourselves. I mean, really, because the girls end up making a strong decision for themselves. So I think it's really about personal identity and what we do to take care of ourselves. So for me, that's like kind of what I take away from it is um, kind of how you how you get yourself out of a situation and um, kind of the uh, the things that we sacrifice, you know? So I don't know, Steve, what do you think? What is it for you? I couldn't have said it better, so I'm not going to talk at all. Like, I also think that and also just the cliche of you never know what other people are going through, you know, and their their reasonings for things, and don't be quick to judge kind of on a surface level of it. But, yeah, more of what Alexa said. Mine was more of a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like what you said. I don't think that's a stretch. I think that's really yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's Thank kind you, of, sister. <laughs> um, all right. So the fun one, uh, this is my favorite question to ask everybody. It uh, gets a variety of different answers and we'll close on this one. Um, what is, and you, you guys can go separate. Uh, what is your favorite, um, Taylor Swift song? Oh, I have so many. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. I might not answer this one. It's okay. Um, there's, it's, yeah, it, like, so there's, um, I think it has to be Exile or Number One. Folklore just dropped. People get it. <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. This is sponsored. I'm sponsored by Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd <laughs> say Exile is pretty great. Fantastic. Thank you guys so much for your time today. Thank you for the film and and kind of, you know, let me pick your brain a little bit today, guys. So thank you so much for your time today. Thank, thank you, you so much. Appreciate we appreciate it. it.